Hi, this is Eddie Deason. I played a character that went by the name Ringo in the Steven Spielberg comedy film, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And you're listening to the Beatles Yesterday and Today podcast with your host, Wayne Kaminsky. You're playing this boy. The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and today. The year is 1986, and this is episode 3. This episode covers the months of April through June. Can you give me a little voice level, please? Um, it's nice, nice day outside. We're all stuck in here and doing work and no play. Now Julian Lennon is back with a second album, The Secret Value of Daydreaming, and his most humorous video yet. And this one, keep an eye out for some of Julian's friends, Joe Piscopo, actress Jamie Gertz, and Michael J. Fox. He wasn't even supposed to be in the video, he just dropped by the set, and director Jerry Kramer asked him if he'd like to play a delivery boy. Well, they all come together in the video that makes our highest debut of the week. This is Julian Lennon, and stick around.
you all join me over here for a little confab, as they say. Uh, how are you, sir? Fine. Thank Would you. you be kind enough to? Uh, well, we have everybody all lined up in order. We we'll just st start with the gentleman in the uh, in the pup tent. I, what, no, it's a uh, purplish-colored silken blouse. It's Mr. Chuck Kentis on keyboards. Thank you, sir. The next gentleman, Mr. Justin Clayton on guitar. Thank you. Tall gentleman over here, Mr. Alan Childs on drums. And lastly, and on the bass, Mr. Coma Carmine Rojas. <laughs> Would you like to hit him now or later? Later. Please. All right. Let's gather together so I can share this microphone. Instead of talking to you, may I talk to this gentleman over here? Sure. Justin, how long have you known this man? About ten years. Ten years? What's his most dreadful personality trait? I'm going to have to play the Fifth Amendment on that. <laughs> See, in rehearsal when I talked to him, he said, I'll tell all. Is it just because their television camera's on? Yeah. You're, you're that good a friend. I'm going to get myself into trouble. <laughs> you're not afraid of this man, are you? Well, he's my boss. You know? He's a diplomat. Yeah. Are, you, are you close friends? Yeah, yeah. Are you able to develop any new friendships now? Well, you know, when you're on the road, you meet a lot of people, and obviously when you do shows, uh, you tend to meet a lot of people, but mainly in the business, you know. Yeah. You rarely get to meet people outside uh, either the film or TV or, or radio, you know. Are these gentlemen your friends? Uh, yes, kind of. <laughs> What's happening here? All of a sudden, everyone's afraid to speak. Have you had dreadful fights lately? Not really. Not really? I mean, we... We may have uncovered a whole confidential story here today. Was the making of the album easy or difficult? Easy. Easy. You're not ready to speak at all. Will you folks be traveling later on this year? Oh, extensively. Yes, we will see you all in concert. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. It's always lovely to have you back again. Um, we're going to lose a couple of these guys for this number. Who leaves? Who? To leave. All right, gentlemen, you leave and you need the piano? Yeah. Right, why don't you go over there and I'll get out of the way. You take the tambourine. Ladies and gentlemen, if you will, once again, Julian Lennon. Don't you look back for more 
Want Your Body, music from Julian Lennon, video directed by Jerry Kramer and Douglas Martin. As Julian Lennon continued the ride of his earned success, appearing on a countless number of musical shows and specials, over in America in early April, Ringo Starr is recording in Los Angeles, but not new songs, a new narrative to the 1972 animated film by his old pal Harry Nielsen, titled The Point. town where the people all stay this is the town and these are the people that's the way they wanted it that's the way it's going to stay once upon a time a long way from here and a long way from now, there was a tiny village where everything, the houses and the carts, the bridges and the barns, everything, all had points on them. In fact, it was so full of points that even the people had points. The people, right there on top of their heads. This is the town and these are the people This is the town where the people all stay That's the way they wanted it That's the way it's going to stay Ringo's new narration replaces the original 1971 voiceover by Dustin Hoffman. Years ago, there was a place called the Land of Point. And that was because everything in the Land of Point had one. The barns, the houses, the carts, everything, even the people. Everyone in the Land of Point had a point on the top of his head. Everything's got him. Everything needs one. Dustin Hoffman narrative couldn't be used on the upcoming home video release in May due to a contract dispute. Over in the UK on April 22nd, now on BBC One, Michael Parkinson presents Film 86. Pre-recorded from February, George and Ringo appear together briefly on the BBC One show, Film 86. They discuss Handmaid's latest production, Mona Lisa, starring Michael Caine and Bob Hoskins. Back in America on April 27th, 
George Harrison makes a surprise visit onto Scott Muni's radio show, Ticket to Ride. Stay with us, because this is your Ticket to Ride. Are you ready? Let me say it first. You repeat it after me. John! just annoyed me that people got so into the Beatles, 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 Beatles. It's not that I don't like talking about them. I've never stopped talking about them. It's Beatles, there's Beatles, I've Beatles, 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 Beatles. In the end, it's like, oh, sod off with the Beatles, you know. I mean, screaming crowds everywhere you go, press man at your door for years on end, the front cover of every newspaper every day of the week for years crying, you know, everywhere you go, trying to find out any little bit of dirt that they can write about you. In New York on April 30th at the Dyanson Gallery on West Broadway in Soho, a collection of John Lennon's sketches and lithographs titled This Is My Story, Both Humble and True is on display. My wife Beth and I attend the gallery. Before the gallery was open, we decided to walk up toward the Dakota on West 72nd Street. Being that it was lunchtime, we both got some hot dogs from a street vendor near Central Park's entrance. While we were having our lunch, much to our surprise, Yoko and Sean walked towards us and went in the archway of the Dakota building. I captured the moment on my Instamatic camera. When you're by yourself and there's no one else You just have yourself and you tell yourself just to hold on On location in England on May 5th, principal photography begins on the handmade film production of With Nail and I. to a delightful weekend in the country. You are cordially invited to spend a carefree weekend in the English countryside. Bask in the warm sunshine. We've gone on holiday by mistake. Enjoy the rustic pleasure of country living. It's gonna be so cold in here. Like Greenland in here. Wants to get down there and have sex with those cows. Take a fine varietal wine. Oh, drunk. I assure you I'm not, officer. I've only had a few ales. Take lunch at a charming pub. We want the finest wines available to humanity. We want them here and we want them now. Fraternize with cheery locals. I don't care where you come from. 
chance. Experience culinary pleasure. I can make it die. There is, you will agree, certain je ne sais quoi about a firm young carrot. Fish in the region streams. Don't threaten me with a dead fish. With Nil and I, a trip worth taking. Produced by George Harrison's handmade films. What absolute twaddle. On May 6th, Dave Clark's musical Time is released on EMI Records and contains three Julian Lennon tracks. Uh, musical that uh, the Dave Clark put together time uh, he actually approached me with that before I had a record deal to do songs for that I actually did about three or four songs for him and video to go with it Tragedy feels like a melody we've got to listen to from time to time Like a part of me Is every century A spiral We all climb I guess time will teach you song 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 So that was before I even had a deal. So what he's doing now with it, you know, I just actually sung the songs. That was my only involvement in the whole production. And uh, it's, it's nothing to do with me. It's his own thing. I just sung for him. his band were now set for his European tour, so on May 7th at the International Music and Media Conference Center in Montreux, Switzerland, the European leg of the tour began. Unfortunately, luck was also beginning to run out for the young new artist, as lack of ticket sales and interest in the singer had all the European tour dates cancelled. The final European show was on May 12th at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Tour dates in the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Japan are still a go. It was around this time that Yoko's American leg of her Star Piece tour is also canceled for the same reason. Lennon's widow, Yoko Ono, had to cancel many of the concert dates in her U.S. tour. The reason? Poor advanced ticket sales. Now John Lennon's son Julian has had to cancel his six-country European tour. The inside word is that fewer than 400 tickets were sold. We've been told the promoters will lose $125,000. 
On May 15th in the Republic of the Maldive Islands, John Lennon's face is issued on a 70 Laurie stamp. The image used is from the Lennon White Album insert photos. The stamp is from their Statue of Liberty Centennial Collection. In America on May 18th, Welcome to Larry King Live. Yoko Ono is the guest on the CNN interview show, Larry King Live with host Yoko Larry Ono's King. Our guest, the widow of John Lennon. Now I will take you to heaven back. tour I think it was a success and uh, also it was a good experience for me and I'm still getting a lot of response from people about it and uh, all the European people uh, they say uh, that they want me to come back again so I might too <laughs> I might go on a tour again back after this Dear Mr. Lemon, from information I received while using a Ouija board I believe that there will be an attempt to assassinate you the spirit that gave me this information was Brian Epstein. <laughs> he said the attempt we made in a place of March 6th, 70, and Mr. Epstein also said that Paul McCartney was alive in London. <laughs> Our guest, Yoko Ono. Yoko, before we take the next call, why did you do films of yourself at home, like in bed with John, like there? Why was that filmed? Well, I was an avant-garde filmmaker before I met John, and um, in the good old avant-garde tradition, I was filming myself, my friends, people around me, and... It was just a, a daily routine. And of course, uh, John became part of my life, so I just went on doing that. Did he readily accept it? Yes, well, in his own way, he was uh, very avant-garde in spirit. And um, together we did it. Yoko Ono. Thank you, Yoko. Stay well. Thanks for joining us. Have a pleasant weekend. Good morning. You may say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one I hope someday you'll join And the world will be as one America! Demand your MTV! I want my MTV! The next day in America... MTV broadcasts a ten-part series titled In My Life, The John Lennon File. Sometimes a musician creates more than just music, transcending his time and place to become an artist for the ages. John Lennon was such a musician. Some people very uptight, but we've got to do it. In my life, 
the John Lennon File. Rare interview footage and exclusive conversations with those who knew him best. All next week, twice an hour, between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern on MTV. On May 22nd, Sony Entertainment, in agreement with the John Lennon estate, released on home video the 1972 John and Yoko film presentation of Imagine. Do imagine that. Was this one a ballad? Yeah, come on, I'll teach you. Imagine no possessions. This is BBC One. On May 26th in London at the TV Centre in Wood Lane, BBC One presents the Guinness Book of Records Hall of Fame, hosted by David Frost and Norris McWither. Guinness lists Paul McCartney as the most successful musician of all time. unparalleled contribution to popular music includes songs, the most popular song of all, like Yesterday... 43 million sellers, 67 gold discs, and so many more. Will you welcome Mr. Paul McCartney? Thank you, Tim. Can you remember what the first song you ever wrote was, composed? No, no. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, I can. Now, the first song I ever wrote was called I Lost My Little Girl. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. When I was 14, three chords, C, F and G. <laughs> what, what were the words like? Good rhymes? Uh, very good rhymes, yes. I lost my little girl. Um, her clothes were not expensive. Her hair wouldn't always curl. <laughs> no? <laughs> No, that wasn't too good, but uh, I never really used that one. Have you ever written a Eurovision song? No, I haven't ever written a Eurovision song, I must say. (laughs) 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 No, there was a time when I thought, you know, it'd be nice to do it, but um, what I did do, I wrote a song for some people, and uh, at the time, because the Beatles were so successful, um, people were just saying that, if I wrote a song for somebody else, it wouldn't be the song that would uh, do it on its own merits. It was just the fact that Lennon McCartney had written it or one of the Beatles had written it. So to try and uh, prove that wrong, I wrote a song under another name. And I thought I'd got away with it. It was a song called Woman for Peter and Gordon. Remember them? song you know i wrote it under the name of bernard webb and uh, i thought i got away with it but then we were doing a show in shea stadium and i looked up and there's this great big banner at the back of the thing long live bernard webb <laughs> and you were rumbled at last rumbled yeah well funnily enough the citation here is addressed to bernard webb it's amazing <laughs> oh really <laughs> good old bernie yes 
To Paul McCartney and Bernard Webb, it says, whose unparalleled contribution to popular music, both as composer and artist, includes 43 million sellers, 67 gold discs, and yesterday the most recorded song ever. So may I call upon Norris to present you with this medal, which is a symbol of your entry into the Guinness Book of Records, Hall of Fame, Paul McCartney. Love was such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday A few days later, on May 28th in London, George Harrison makes a return to Abbey Road Studios for a recording session, his first visit back since February 3rd, 1971. The session is for the soundtrack to the movie Shanghai Surprise. Abbey Road offered the space needed to accommodate all the orchestral musicians. Long, long time ago Afterwards, kick 
That's when Mr. Yow became the number one. So if you're ready to get happy, you can meet your sister. Tell you, look out, brother. He's got the hottest guy in town. Meanwhile, over in Miami Beach, Florida, on the same day, May 28th, Julian Lennon kicks off a 37-city concert tour, ending in late July.
3rd in London on the BBC ITV Afternoon Television Network chat show, Hindsight, Cynthia Lennon is one of three guests on today's feature titled Swinging 60s. What's interesting about this interview is that the question is asked regarding Cynthia's usage of the surname Lennon. And just one final question. Now you you obviously have a a business life of your own, you're designing fabrics and so on. Mm -hmm. You've been married twice since John and yet you still keep his name. Why is that? Yes, I do, because um, in many ways, uh, the name has used me in the past, in many ways, and I've had a lot of sadness through the name. Uh, I enjoyed the name. I've always been called Cynthia Lennon. But when I took it back again, and I had it changed by deed poll, Julian was the first to say, oh, great, Mum. I mean, Mm. it's really lovely, because now it means that we're a family again. Mm. We both have the same name. We both belong together again, Mm. because of all the things that have happened in between. So that, to me, sort of means everything. It doesn't really matter what's in the name, anyway.
On June 6th, the former head of A&R at Decca Records, Dick Rowe, died in London. Dick famously brought the Beatles in for a recording audition in London back on January 1st, 1962. The band recorded 15 songs. Dick decided not to sign the Beatles, but instead he signed Brian Poole and the Tremolos. He was 64 years old. The next day in the Los Angeles, California Superior Court, the case of the Beatles' Apple Corps versus the Beatlemania stage play is finally settled. Presiding Judge Paul Breckenridge orders the producers of the play and film to pay Apple Corps $10.5 million in damages. Breckenridge rules that Beatlemania's primary purpose was to commercially exploit the Beatles' popularity. Beatlemania is playing to standing ovations across the country, and here's why. Yeah, I never saw the Beatles in person, but I feel like I have now. They look like them, they sound like them. The Beatlemania stage play contests the decision of the court. They went on to say that the Beatles and the Beatles' name as a group are no longer an entity. The name Beatlemania refers to a past historical event, and that will no longer be. Applecord defers to a deposition that John Lennon gave to the court back on November 28, 1980, where he stated that the individual members of the Beatles may or will reunite, and there is also a plan for a concert. And with that, the judge's decision stands. In New York City on June 13th at the Cinema One, Handmade Films presents... Mona Lisa, starring Bob Hoskins and Kathy Tyson. Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named you. You're so like the lady with the mystic smile. She is mysterious. Unattainable. He is decent. The business is different, but the rules are still the same. Dependent upon each other. Go look at her best. You should notice these things. The little things. They are different. In every way. Did anybody ever teach you manners? Do you want to work for me? No! Now tell me I'm fired. All right, you're fired. Lovely. I'm fired and you're straight walking. A woman. a man. Yeah. It's Looking for something. They're so young. Things can happen out there. If you last a year and a half on that street, you're looking. I was looking. I'm going out. Looking for someone. I can't go down. But you could. You? What you do? Try! George, Anderson, you cut your face. Try! Won't you? 
You don't need anybody, do you? I do. I need you. Get something better. Well, that's your mean better. Tommy, dirty, nasty, slimy, kicking. Simone, Bob Hoskins, Kathy Tyson, Michael Caine, Mona Lisa. Sometimes love is a strange and wicked game. presents a world-class live concert celebrating 25 years of Amnesty International. Stay with us. A few days later on Sunday, June 15th at Giants Stadium over in East Rutherford, New Jersey, Yoko Ono and her band play at the Amnesty International All-Star Charity Concert titled A Conspiracy of Hope. Will you welcome please the dedicated performing artist, a dedicated activist, Mr. Christopher Reeve. Thank you. I'd just like to say one thing. Just never forget. Thank you. Never forget that amnesty works. And because you gave money and got involved today, a human being just like you will go free. And now, one of the strongest supporters of Amnesty International, an artist, a true artist of great conscience, Yoko Ono!
Hi, this is Pat Benatar. I'm backstage with Sean and Yoko Lennon. And uh, Yoko, you've been so involved with human rights all of your life. Uh, how did you get involved with this concert today? Well, it was uh, just a lucky break, they asked me, and I'm, I'm very honored. And uh, probably that has something to do with the fact that I was always interested and involved in Amnesty International work because I think they're great. And um, what would you like to see this tour accomplish? Well, I hope that it will raise a lot of money for Amnesty International because they need all your help. And it's really what they're doing is so beautiful that uh, I would like to see that happen. Thank you, thank you. And we're happy to have you here. Thanks. And we'll be going back to home base. On Monday, June 16th, on the Jubilee Underground tube line between Charing Cross and Swiss Cottage, with a short stop off at Bond Street, Paul films a most unusual promotional film for the single press. The director is Philip Davey, whose music video credits include Rita Ford, Robin Gibb, and Slade. Philip directs Paul as he wanders around the underground tube stations and trains as he mimes to the song Press, as it is played on a boombox concealed inside an Adidas sports bag with holes in the sides to let the sound out. One thing is they were all real people. I don't know if you know that. Some people have said to me, oh, there must have been a few extras, you know, a few setups. But they were all real people. They were great. Paul, who did not seek permission from the London Transport Authority to make the film, sings as commuters go about their day-to-day -day business. When was the last time you went down the tube? Um, actually, not that long ago. I, I occasionally go on public transport because, again, you know, you, the legend and the myth, people think, oh, you'd never dare go on public transport. But, uh, I don't know, I've got something about it. I kind of like that, that privacy thing. Not so much privacy as your freedom. I don't like because you got famous to have to always be in the back of a Rolls Royce blacked out. I think you kind of, you know, you get to the point where you think, well, this isn't much fun. You know, what was all that trying to make money for if this is what it uh, makes you arrive at? Back in America, in a New York City courtroom on June 17th, four members of the band Elephant's Memory joined the Elephant's keyboardist Adam Eppolito in a $104 million lawsuit against Yoko Ono and the estate of John Lennon. The filed lawsuit claims contract fraud, in which Yoko had improperly made financial profits from the 1972 one-to-one -one concerts by way of television screenings, record sales, and video releases. The suit also claims that Ippolito had played keyboards, not Yoko, as hers were unmiked. Yoko admits that the Elephant's Memory Band was John and Yoko's backing band for those concerts in 1972, but they were all paid a salary for their services. 
Yoko asked the judge to dismiss the case. She stated that the five members signed contracts and they did not bar Ono from turning the concerts into a film, home video, or records. Ono's manager, Sam Habitoy, stated that it's a total nonsense case. They are 10th-rate musicians that were put on payroll to help them out. They signed contracts and got paid for the work that they did. He went on to say, This lawsuit is coming from nowhere, and it is totally without merit. June 19th in London, George Harrison attends a Trafalgar Square anti-nuclear rally and signs a giant white piece of paper attached to a double-decker bus, protesting the deployment of nuclear weapons. Lord Nelson looks down on dozens of celebrities waiting to autograph the side of the bus. Led by Countess Mountbatten of Burma, they backed a campaign to freeze the introduction of new nuclear weapons as a step towards reducing existing weapons. The campaign already has 4,000 supporters, and the famous names were added to generate more public interest. Lenny Henry chose an upside-down view of the cause, avoiding the crush as he handed over the pen to former Beatle George Harrison. He was making a rare public appearance to voice his worries about the future. Because I don't like nuclear power and nuclear waste and nuclear fallout and all the rest. The bus is called the Bandwagon and Jazz will accompany its nationwide journey. First, Westminster, where David Steele was waiting to add his name. The Bandwagon will spend the next five months travelling to a hundred towns and cities around the country gathering signatures. Anne Lucas, News at 10, Westminster. Nuclear power that costs you more than anything you know The next day, June 20th, at the Wembley Arena in London. Hello, this is Paul McCartney. Speak spoken with his voice. Watch Rock's Royal Family. Paul McCartney plays on stage at the 10th annual Princess Trust birthday celebration in front of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. I came to do this Prince's Trust thing for uh, Chuck and Die, and um, it was great. I thought, well, great, you know, it's a great backup band. They've got Phil Collins on. It's amazing to think 
ten years ago, if you'd have said to me that I was going to be on the same stage as Elton John, Paul McCartney and Eric Clapton, I would have laughed at you. Eric Clapton on guitar. I am Eric Clapton and I'm inviting you to join. Invite, sorry. I'm, we're never going to do this. I'm terrible at these things. Mark Knopfler, Mark King, El Elton. Everyone's very excited. It's a good cause to play for and it's not that, you know, people don't, you don't have to sort of hammer people on the head to do it. Everyone, you mentioned the Princess Trust and people say, yeah, it's a good cause, we'll do it. So you name it, you know, Howard Jones, millions ago, I can't remember them all, but I will in a minute. But anyway, <laughs> you know, but um, it was exciting playing with that band. It's just a good thrill playing with musicians of this calibre. Mr. Collins rang up the office and said, because it was a birthday thing, they wanted to do something sort of a bit silly at the end. And that's me. And somebody from the show sort of rang up and said, how's about doing Sora standing there and Long Tall Sally? I didn't know about Get Back till, till the, the minute I got there. Sprung that one on me. But um, I said, yeah, great, you know, that sounds great and everything. I couldn't, couldn't get out of it. So I fancied doing anyway, so I said, okay. So I knew Sora standing there would be okay, because that's not very high. Was, yeah, she's just 17. It's not really that high. So I, I can do that still quite happily, you know. But I was a little bit worried about Long Tall Sally, because even when I was 18, that used to be high. Because, I mean, we do it in G. We used to do it in G with the Beatles. Um, and that's quite a high key to do that song in, up there, you know. Um, so I got my guitar like the day before the thing, and I sort of quietly got in the corner of the studio. I didn't want anyone to hear if I couldn't do sort of. <clears throat> oh dear. I got a jet. I thought, God, no way. I can't get that. So it was 20 years ago I recorded that song, you know. 20 years ago today. So I thought, oh, okay, here we go. So I took G and it went G, F sharp, F. Well, we're going to tell Aunt Mary. And it sounded like Pat Boone's version. I thought, oh, no, you know, we can't have this. So I decided, well, I'll tell you what. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to rehearsal, tell them it's in G, be ready to move it to E, but I'll go for it in G and we'll see. And if I, if I goof on rehearsal, we'll all collapse laughing and I'll say, all right, lads, it's in E. So I got down to rehearsal there. But I think just the adrenaline of the moment, I said, I bluffed it. I said, right, it's in G. Everyone said, yeah, you know, we know. Okay, here we go. And, you know, I got near enough to it kind of thing. I was surprised myself, actually. And so come that night, I think, just the adrenaline of everything and the audience, so I just, I had to do it, really. And the reason, the reason that we're all on stage is because we're going to play a couple of numbers with someone who's been an inspiration to us all and everybody else, Mr. Paul McCartney. <laughs>
terrific live appearance at the Prince's Trust Gala. Has that actually inspired you to go out on the road again yourself? Yeah, well, you know, I'd, you know, yeah, in a word, yeah. I'd like to do that, you know. I had such an incredible backing band that I defy anyone to dislike that. You know, that, that was just incredible, just standing there. And they're such fine musicians that they lift you. And when you're singing with someone like Tina Turner and Paul Young, yeah. I mean, you just lift it, you know, and it's a great experience. I wouldn't give it up for the world. Continuing in a moment. After much delay, Paul finally shakes out the new LP. George's Handmade Films release, Sean and Madonna. Do you want the truth? It was a pain in the ass. And Yoko releases a new John Lennon album. I don't care whether I'm remembered or not, you know. After I'm gone, I don't care what happens. Next on Yesterday and Today. It will put you in a day To me it don't mean a thing But it's got a very peculiar swing Zazoo, 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 From a bloke down in Chinatown It seems his name was Smokey Joe And he used to hide the hide the hole When Smokey Joe came into town and he kicked the gong around any place that he would go beneath the moocher she would show to go. With her zazuze, and who's It makes no difference where you go. There's one thing that they sure do know. There's no need for them to be blue. Cause Sassu Sass will always see them through. Sassu Sass, 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 Sass,
Visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time. Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? (laughs) Don't worry, we will. You can head to our social media pages, that's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast, or facebook.com slash third men, or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky family podcast, that's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I family podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. (laughs) Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me.